Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. I noticed a trend on YouTube recently that I wanted to hop in on, which is all about sharing how you start your day. In reflecting on my morning practices and rituals, I realized that I've become quite intentional about how I start the day, but that my practices are only really solid when I'm working from home. I spend about a quarter of my time traveling for bossed up boot camps, like the one I'm hosting in New York City next weekend or public speaking engagements across the country, during which time my morning routine gets thrown way off. But like everything in life, it's not about perfection. It's about just being intentional and protecting the practices that fuel me so I can show up and deliver with the energy and enthusiasm that I love bringing to this community. So one of my first morning rituals is that I start slow. The first thing you should know about me is I'm not much of a morning person at all. Brad the Boo always beats me out of bed, which is why when I'm home, I never use an alarm clock. For me, charging my phone, my sort of in-pocket alarm clock in the kitchen was the best thing I ever did for my sleep since, frankly, I'm a bit of an Instagram addict and I simply cannot keep my phone in the room without being on it far too late into the evening. So every night before bed, I always charge my phone in the kitchen and it has done wonders for my ability to get to bed in a timely manner. I like to aim to get up just after seven o'clock or so after a good amount of morning snuggles with Teddy the dog I just updated our bedroom with brand new blackout curtains from Ikea that are surprisingly effective in blocking out the street light that's right outside of our house, but I can't get up in the morning (laughs) unless I have some natural light pouring in on me. And it also, of course, helps when Brad the Boo delivers coffee to me in bed, which just makes me feel like the luckiest woman alive. But on the rare occasion when my body feels completely wiped and needs more rest, I don't feel any guilt about sleeping in another hour. If my body is begging for some more snooze time, I generally give it. I tend to go to bed around 10.30 or 11 each night. So if I'm not feeling well rested when I wake up around 7, it means something else is off. Now, in addition to my morning cup of coffee, which I absolutely love, I've become totally dependent on my habit of downing a big glass of water first thing to start my day, too. Staying hydrated here in the Mile High City can feel like a full-time job, but it is so important. It leaves me feeling more alert and awake for the rest of the morning. Next, I get the news. While I make breakfast, I'm always playing my local NPR station, so shout out to Colorado Public Radio, which I stream on my Amazon Echo Dot, and I can often be found perusing the Sunday New York Times simultaneously. 
I get the paper delivered to my house once a week on Sundays, but it lives on my kitchen table throughout the week as I slowly digest the paper, which is huge, all week long. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll probably see me talking about different news stories that I've read in the Sunday paper in my Instagram stories all week long, because that's when I'm finally getting around to reading them. (laughs) Now, while I absorb some national and local news, I also scan my inbox and social media accounts to see if there's anything particularly exciting or an urgent need of my attention. Usually there isn't. So after I get a quick snapshot of what's going on online, I leave my inbox alone until later in the morning when I'm ready to really sit down and detox my inbox. Sometimes if I'm itching to get outside first thing in the morning and don't have time to absorb any news before I leave the house, I'll listen to the daily podcast from the New York Times, which is one of my absolute favorites, or Erica Mandy's Newsworthy podcast to get my roundup of current events that way instead of reading. Next, I move my body. I've made it my mission to get outside early in the morning each day with Teddy the dog for a walk in our nearby neighborhood park. Since moving to our new house in December, one of the biggest perks of our new neighborhood is this huge, gorgeous park with a perfectly steep hill that's built right into it that gives this gorgeous overlooking view of downtown Denver. It's just the most beautiful way to start the day. And I know Teddy appreciates the exercise too. I always try to make sure that I break a sweat at least once a day. It's not easy, but that's my goal. And I prefer to do it in the morning whenever possible. So whether I power walk uphill in the park with Teddy or feel up for running laps or working out in the outdoor gym that the city of Denver provides there, I always make sure Teddy and I get our heart rates up and take at least 30 minutes to start my day this way. About once a week, I replace my morning walk with a local yoga class and scoop my way there on my moped with my yoga mat strapped to my back. Or I've recently started to add in boxing classes at my local boxing gym, Blunt Force Training, which has officially become my favorite way to blow off steam and it leaves my arms feeling chiseled and strong. Plus, I feel like throwing a punch is just a good life skill to have in case you ever need to use it. I attend these different classes based on my membership to ClassPass, which I've used for years and absolutely love because it enables me to mix up my workout routine and try lots of different studios around town. Finally, I fuel my body. By the time my morning workout is behind me, I'm usually pretty hungry again because I usually start my day off with something carb-tastic like a little bowl of cereal or a bagel with cream cheese something full of delicious carbs, but isn't going to keep me feeling full for very long. So after my workout, I want to make sure I eat something healthy and more hearty to help build muscle throughout the rest of the day. Smoothies have become my favorite, easy, and delicious way to get a whole bunch of nutrients at once, typically including Tone It Up Nutrition's protein powder, which is the best protein powder on the market. And I feel like I've tried them all. I've been following the Tone It Up Girls Karina and Katrina for seven years now. And I just love the business they've built and the supportive, positive, fitness-focused community they've built is really inspiring. And now you can find their protein powder at Target and CVS. My favorite flavor is coconut. And I usually add in almond milk or coconut milk and some mix of fruit and sometimes veggies. And then top the whole thing off with chia seeds and blend it all up with my immersion blender, which is one of my favorite kitchen tools that absolutely everyone needs. 
When I have fresh pineapple in the house, I pair it with a handful of frozen baby spinach for a tropical, delicious, nutrient, vitamin-rich mix, which totally doesn't taste like spinach at all. You'll have to take my word for it or try it yourself. It's absolutely delicious. Otherwise, I often go for half a banana and a handful of berries or chunks of mango or whatever fruit I have in the house or I've thrown in the freezer to keep it from going bad. On the rare occasion that I run out of fruit in the house, I throw in my leftover coffee from earlier in the morning and make an almond milk heavy mocha flavored smoothie, sometimes adding in cinnamon to the mix too. Whatever the flavor, I love a good smoothie because they're fast, delicious, and nutritious. After a quick rinse in the shower and washing my face with my absolutely favorite oil cleanser from Crude, which you can save 20% off on with code BOSSEDUP at checkout, I slather on an under-eye serum, sunscreen, and all-over moisturizer and post up at my home office's desk for the rest of the morning. Then I create. I always sit down first thing at my desk with my Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner, which right now is 25% off in the Bossed Up shop if you want to get your hands on one. And I take a look at my top priorities for the month, week, and day ahead before making my daily prioritized to-do list and then diving right in. Writing is by far the most challenging and the most valuable work that I do on behalf of Bossed Up, whether that means writing out our social media posts for the day, upcoming blog posts, or proposals for training and speaking engagements. I write best when my brain is feeling fresh, so I block off my mornings to focus on creative pursuits exclusively. I use Calendly to schedule all my meetings and phone calls for afternoon and work hard to preserve this boundary so that my commitment to content creation always comes first. I often can be found recording podcasts like this one, starting conversations on Instagram stories, or engaging with our bosses in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook during these morning hours. Depends on what the production priorities of the day are, but that's where I focus first is creation. I typically take a mid-morning stretch break around 10.30 or 11 a.m. to get up, give my eyes a screen break, and have a small snack (laughs) because I'm hungry again. It keeps me focused and engaged and ready to rock the rest of the day. So I want to hear from you. How do you kickstart your day? What are your rituals or your routine that you rely on to be fresh and fueled all day long? Now, I realize that the morning routine I just described is pretty uniquely dependent on the flexibility that comes with working from home and having the freedom to set my own schedule, which I do not take for granted. But I'm always focused on new habits that I can integrate to help set the tone for a productive, stress-free day ahead. Whether you have the ability to work from home or not, I'd love to hear what has worked best for you. There are definitely pros and cons to working from home and working for yourself because it can be hard to motivate yourself when there's very little accountability. But I do not take for granted that I can take a walk every morning and freedom that comes with just having a two-person household with a little four-legged fur baby that allows me to really get those eight hours of sleep every night. So I want to hear from you. What specific rituals have you found that work best? Tag me on social media at Emily Aries or at Bossed Up Org to share with me your morning routine or comment on today's corresponding blog post at the very bottom in the comment section at bossedup.org slash episode 115.
let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.